0: Our passage this evening is Luke chapter 23. Luke 23, verses 44 through 49. This is what Scripture says It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed. that had assembled for this spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, returned home, beating their breasts. And all of his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance, watching these things. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, we are living in unusual times. There is no doubt about it. We've learned new words. Many of us are familiar with what it means to be on a Zoom call. Many more of us have learned that an epidemiologist is not someone that studies people's skin. We've become familiar with charts and graphs of infection rates and hospitalizations and even death. Lots and lots of death. This coronavirus pandemic has waved a heavy toll on our lives, hasn't it? As of the the evening when I was preaching this, over 16,000 Americans had lost their life to this invisible enemy. Some might say, at a time like this, we should be thinking about the future, Trying to figure out strategies to survive or make life better for everyone, to be busy about creating a better tomorrow, maybe even just cheering up each other for one more day now if if any of there, if there's ever a time for us to forget about something dreary and so long in the past as Good Friday, this must be it and yet I sense that. Each of us know that is not the case. That what we need is not just a little more entertainment, another show about people that like tigers. It's not just another set of data and a line to show us that things are going to be all right. No, we need something more than that. We need to remember. Remember what happened 2,000 years ago on a little hill outside Jerusalem to remember the day when the sun stopped shining and an innocent man stopped breathing. We need to remember the day that the Son of God died. Because for sinners like us, nothing else really matters. Luke 23:44 through 49 gives us, Two reasons why we, more than ever today, need to remember that fateful day. Two reasons we must remember the death of Jesus. First, because when Jesus died, he died under the judgment of God. When Jesus died, he died under the very judgment of God. That's what he shows us in verses 44 through 46. Now in the rear view mirror is already all the things that led to Jesus being up here on the cross. His betrayal by those closest to him. The schemes of the religious leaders that were threatened by him. The cruel pragmatism of the political leaders, the Roman officials in his day. And then the very cruelty of the Roman soldiers. Mocking him, beating him, and forcing his ruined body up onto that cross. And it's at this point where we start to have the, the question asked, what is it that is actually happening here? What's happening as Jesus is hanging there, dying on this cross? Oh, certainly we've had plenty of opinions along the way. Some people have thought that he is getting what he deserves as a blasphemer, One of the men hanging next to him, a criminal himself, thought that Jesus was someone to be mocked in this moment. We'll see in just a moment that a number of people are going to come to a very different conclusion. But but at this point, what's most important is that God himself comments on what's happening to Jesus. God uses the cosmos to comment on. On the death of this man. We see here. In verse 44. We're told about the sixth hour. That's about noon. There was darkness over the whole land. Until the ninth hour. While the sun's light failed. Maybe yesterday. As the. That powerful storm came through. You looked up. You might have saw the foreboding look of the sky, that dark, unnatural darkness that tells you that something really bad is brewing. Well, there was something far worse happening at this moment. The Middle Eastern sun failed to shine. That that cycle of the sun coming up, shining and, and going down, it was suddenly broken, abruptly broken for three whole hours in the midst of the day. Why? Well, the very judgment of God was being poured out. Down through the prophets, darkness is associated with God's judgment. The day of the Lord, the day of God's judgment coming upon this world is described as a day of darkness, not light. The cosmos itself is commenting, telling us that the God, the creator of all, is pouring out his judgment. Now, the only question is on who? Well, certainly his judgment is being poured out on those who did this to Jesus. At this moment, there are a group of men who are being sealed in their judgment, men with much power, with much to lose, who cared about that power so deeply that they were willing to murder an innocent man. The darkness of the sky communicates to us God's judgment upon these men that is coming. And yet there's something even more significant than judgment on wicked men happening. Because in the midst of this darkened sky, there hangs a ruined, broken man. And that man himself experiences the judgment of God in his person. The skies testify to the darkness of the wrath of God that Jesus experiences hanging there on the cross. So this is a time of judgment. It's also a time of accomplishment. You see that in the second half of verse 45. The Sunlight failed and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Luke doesn't tell us this, but Matthew does. That curtain was torn from top top. To bottom. The temple uh, was a place for God's people to come to worship. God had given them very specific rules, however, they were to do so. There were different chambers in the temple. You could not go past a certain uh, certain, uh, demarcation point, a barrier, that was made up of this curtain. There was an outer curtain where the God's people could go no further. They could never pass beyond, unless you were a priest. Then you could go within that curtain into an inner set of chambers. But there was yet another area broken off by another curtain into the the most holy place. I think it's this inner curtain that was torn in two. the, The barrier that was meant to represent God's presence. Shielded from his people. Now ripped open. It's as if a portal that has been shut for all of human history is suddenly thrown open all through the death of this man hanging on the cross jesus but why why would him dying in such a horrible way why would it allow this new access to god well luke tells us in the second the second reason we need to remember good friday That's in verses 46 through 49. Because Jesus died under the judgment of God innocently. He died innocently. This has been a theme running through this whole section in uh, Luke 23. The innocence of Jesus. Pilate and Herod, they know Jesus is innocent. So they actually try to find a reason to let him go. The religious leaders that are trying to have him killed, deep down they know he's innocent. But they care more about protecting their power than they do about justice. Even the criminals hanging with him there next to him on the cross, one of them mocks him, but the other one declares that he is in fact innocent, unlike they are. Well, there's one more set of witnesses that Luke gives us here to the innocence of Jesus. We're going to take them in reverse order. And see how each of them show us something of the innocence of the Son of God as he dies. Look down in verse 49. First are his friends and his acquaintances. They're standing far off. People that have known him for a long time and come to love him. They can't bear to be close to what's happening. They know he doesn't deserve this. They know there's nothing they can do to stop this. They're watching their very dreams be shattered into a million pieces. that can't possibly be picked up. All they have is sorrow and the, the ability to watch this injustice from a distance. Back up one verse, verse 48. You see the crowds. Just a little while ago, there were crowds shouting for him to be crucified. Who cares whether it's just or not now? Verse 48, the crowds that is assembled for the spectacle, as they watch the heavens darken, as they watch the way he dies, they return home beating their breasts. That was an ancient way of showing contrition, of, of showing that they are lamenting what is happening. These crowds realize something has gone horribly wrong. An innocent man has been Crucified. If we go back up one more verse, you have an even more unlikely witness. A Roman centurion, a master of cruelty, a, a pagan who should have no qualms with killing yet another man. He's just another victim in the scrap heap of history. But in verse 47, when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God. Saying, certainly this man was innocent. In the most unlikely of scenarios, this cruel Roman soldier becomes a worship leader. He sees what the religious leaders should have seen all along that Jesus was innocent. And he actually praises God, an act of worship. There's one more witness, though. And that's Jesus himself. In the moments before life fully left his body, Jesus testifies to his own innocence in one final act of obedience. Verse 46, then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, He breathed his last. Last words that Luke records for us of this innocent man, Jesus, are God's words in scripture. He quotes from Psalm 31. A lament from a righteous man to his God. A man knowing full well that he will be delivered. Jesus in one final act of obedience. He has faith, faith that even as his life ends, that in due time, he will be raised back to an indestructible life. Even as the sun sets on his earthly life, Jesus looks forward to the bright rays that will radiate out from his face in his resurrected glory. In this final moment, he knows himself to be the obedient son, perfectly innocent and perfectly obedient to the very end. See, brothers and sisters, the reason we need to remember Good Friday, even in the midst of a global pandemic that is causing so much death, is because there's really only one death that matters one death that can secure an eternal future for all of us, and that is the death of Jesus. On Good Friday, we remember the innocent Son of God, the very Son from heaven who came to this earth on a mission a mission to live and a mission to die, to give his life in the place of not the innocent, but the guilty. To bear the weight of their sins in his own body. To experience the very judgment they deserved. And to do so in their place. We call it Good Friday. Because Jesus did not shrink back from this moment. He didn't fail. No, he was faithful to the end. And in so doing, he gave full sacrifice for God's sins. As the priests in the temple year after year would bring an unblemished sacrifice to atone for the sins of God's people. Jesus on Good Friday gave his perfect life as a sacrifice once and for all for sinners. This is how we know the love of God. While we were sinners, Christ, the innocent Christ died for us. So in the midst of a global pandemic, we don't need another show about tigers. We don't need just better data and more effective social distancing measures. We need to remember, to remember that dark day, the day when the innocent son of God stopped breathing and the very sun in the sky stopped shining to show the gravity of the moment. Now with eyes of faith, would you feel the price that was paid for your sins? Would you look and see his lifeless body being laid to rest in the tomb, waiting for the new life of Easter Sunday to break forth. Luke 23, starting in verse 50. Now there was a man named Joseph from the Jewish town of Arimathea. He was a member of the council, a good and righteous man who had not consented to to their decision and action. And he was looking for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down and wrapped it in a linen shroud and laid him in a tomb cut in stone where no one had ever yet been laid. It was the day of preparation and the Sabbath was beginning the women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. Brothers and sisters, let's remember that darkest of all days when the sun ceased to shine and the innocent Son of God ceased to breathe all for sinners like you and me let's feel the weight of justice of what it took for our sins to be paid for let's do this in remembrance of him